What? Oh, dude, are you serious? <laughs> what? Dup, dup. Nah. Nah? Nah. Wow. There's, there's the PSA. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And it's the worst time of year. It is the time of year when everything becomes pumpkin spice. And here's the deal. No. Here's the truth no. that no one wants to accept. Get out of here. Pumpkin spice drinks suck. No, they don't. Pumpkin spice drink flavor in drinks is the worst. Pumpkin bread is okay. Pumpkin pie is okay. Even the spices that go into pumpkin spice are okay in everything but drinks. You cannot change my mind on this. And um, I have never found a pumpkin spice drink that is even remotely good tasting. They all just taste like sad and that they want to be like <laughs> pumpkin bread, but that they know they can't be. So they're just sad and resigned. There's there's the PSA. Pumpkin spice is sad, resigned, and altogether bad. I think you mean the PSL. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the show is down to two. Oh no! <laughs> That's okay. We could go drink our uh, our, our girly drinks elsewhere. They're Dude, so I good. am. They are I am so all good. for. I am all for pumpkin spice. I have a whole bottle of it of the flavor for yes. coffee right now, <laughs> and I have had a whole smorgasbord of pumpkin beers, and mm -hmm. I, that will continue probably through Thanksgiving. Unless they suddenly disappear. So like I Down I worked my at, gullet. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Starbucks uh at a, you know earlier That's in right. my lifetime. Um and so like I kind of knew the inner workings of like how like that whole thing worked, right? And like the pumpkin spice uh like seasoning spices work with mm -hmm. those drinks. <laughs> so I asked um we have a Dunkin' Donuts in my uh, in my town and so I asked the woman behind the counter if I could order a bottle of just the pumpkin spice seasoning right uh because -huh. uh, I like the Dunkin Donuts one a lot too and so I did and she gave it to me and I was able <laughs> to pay for it and so I had like the you know official like Dunkin Donuts like not for resale <laughs> right. bottle of pumpkin spice <laughs> on my counter last year and I I got through all of it and I feel so ashamed <laughs> the factor that it took me it took me months like it was not like a oh you know i got it before the end of the season or whatever but like yeah when you look at something like that and you look at the ingredients and the calories <laughs> and just how not good it is for you and then you realize that you consumed all of that <laughs> in a short not, amount of time in a short amount I, of time it is not a proud moment <laughs> i refer back to my earlier statement pumpkin spice is sad and resigned <laughs> But you love pumpkin spice spices, pumpkin pie I told spice. You, yes, they are good on everything but drinks. What about they're like not made drinks? for drinks? Nah. Nah. Not not in cocktails. Nah. Wow, I would think that you could nope. get like a a good martini or something like that with like an pumpkin espresso spice. pumpkin spice latte Ooh. martini. You can get drinks like that. I just don't think they're good. Oh, okay. I love an espresso martini. I love any kind of sweet drink where the more things you put into it, the less it tastes like it has an obscene amount of alcohol in it. Is there a pumpkin spice Bailey's? Oh, there's got... If there's not, there needs to be. There's been a few weird ones. They had a red velvet one a few years ago. It wasn't great. Woof. I, I mean, I'm all for the... They've, they had a cinnamon Bailey's, which I was all about. 
But they, I had a, I had like a little kind of taster set. I found at this like little tiny um, liquor store, middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, years ago. But it was like this set of like eight little tiny mini Baileys in all different flavors. Some of which I've never seen again. Like the variety pack. Yeah, but they were like, but like there were there were flavors I've never been able to find again, like vanilla espresso Baileys. Like mm. I've never seen them again. I love pumpkin spice everything. Yes. It's the best time of the year. And it's fall, so it's always like super fall I love because it's very clear skies, but very like fifty degrees and like has some bite to it. Yeah. Like, like all about that. Also, I am currently having a pumpkin head something something <laughs> wet. I love mostly because it is like Ebenezer Scrooge with a giant pumpkin head. <laughs> or not not Ebenezer Scrooge, Ichabod Crane, oh, the Headless yeah. Horseman with a pumpkin head. Oh my gosh. Which makes it great. I need to load up on the pumpkin drinks. I haven't started yet. It doesn't okay. last for long. Before you know it, the moment's gone. Then we're into that peppermint drinks phase, and that's not okay. nearly as nice. Peppermint drinks only work if you have chocolate in the drink yes. as well. Otherwise, yes. it's weird. Agreed. So I, I will. I will also say that peppermint is very cornered in what it's good in. <laughs> wow! And it only and it works mostly with drinks, actually, but only a very specific number of drinks. So pumpkin spice is more versatile in the uh, physical and um, food ethereal planes. <laughs> ethereal planes. <laughs> the multimedia <laughs> foods. <laughs> There, there's, there's, there's pumpkin spice in the D and D universes. Oh, there has to oh. be. <laughs> well, speaking of what's good, we can get to some trivia. Uh, and this is the very seventy sixth ever episode, and we have six rounds of round robin style, double complete rainbow, double round robin for the three of us <laughs> to answer and earn points and vie for uh, all the pumpkin spice in the world. Yes. Does that mean that Rachel's fort? <laughs> yeah, she's not even gonna try. It's just me and you, Ryan. That's fine. Wow. And uh, the support. It's I was incredible. just trying to think of like a fall cozy fort, which is probably what it should be. Versus yeah. like I'm thinking a hot summer books. fort with like <laughs> with like an AC unit in it spinning, and you know. Oh no! no. Hot summer fort is like cabana on the beach. So you've got like only like the bare like um, foundational pieces of wood, but you've only got like thin pieces of cloth on the sides swaying in the breeze. Fall and winter is like dark, but like cozy with a nice, lovely fireplace and everybody's wrapped up <laughs> blankets and books. I've thought about this. <laughs> Sounds like a good place to be. Yeah. And that's where we will all start. As we get to the first round, which uh, we'll start, as always, with Stu. Wonderful. Thank you. Alrighty. Uh, so my round is a continuation of the different colored rounds. This is the pink round. Yeah. Uh, this will be uses of the color pink in media, pink characters, uh, pink symbolism, all that good stuff. Cool. So we're going to start it off, and both of you will, uh, will play for this one. Okay. Okay. The Pink Panther is a classic cartoon icon. Though the film features the Pink Panther diamond, whoever is closer, how much did the real Pink Panther diamond for diamond sell for <laughs> at auction in 2017? Hint: uh, this is this set a world record for the most expensive stone sold at auction. Gee, um, 
We'll start with... Well, as a connoisseur... <laughs> uh, we'll start with Ryan for this one whenever you're ready. Uh, I have no idea, but I put 121 million. Okay. And Rachel? 37 million. Oh, hang on. Let me do my math here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that neither of us are close. <laughs> <laughs> but equally bad. But equally bad. <laughs> no, you like pumpkin spice. You're a little worse. <laughs> oh, what did you say, Rachel? 37 million. How expensive was the I, pink? Rachel is closer. Uh, it wow. was $71.2 million US. Nice. Uh, fun fact, it also took 20 months worth of cutting in order to shape that diamond properly because it was so rare and so valuable that they didn't want to mess it up. Would, would it not be more expensive if you had more diamond attached to it? <laughs> yes, but I mean, the cut is what really, really drives the value. I mean, imagine this. Okay, so there's a place that me and my family like to go hiking. And you can find, you know, the gemstone aquamarines up there. They'll oh, just yeah. be sitting on the rocks. And it's cool because you think I can go grab it. What you don't know that it's attached to a 10-ton boulder. <laughs> and so, well, individual, and you're not allowed to do any kind of mining activity up there. So it's great and it's beautiful, but, you know, it's coming out attached to a 10-pound boulder. So while it might be expensive, you can't do anything with it. And you can't see it very well because it's dull. It's scratched. It's Yeah. I just imagine, like, one kid with, like, a little, like, pick just, like, poking at a rock. And then all of a sudden they're like, get out of there! I believe that. <laughs> The Colorado Rockies, where, you know, it takes hours for a helicopter to get to you or oh something God. happens, if not days or weeks. But, you know, if one little kid starts, like, picking at a rock, you know, they <laughs> 20 FBI agents come out from behind the trees. That's right. <laughs> it's the same ones that look at you through your webcam. Oh, Jesus. Creepy. <laughs> they gotta keep nice. tabs on you. Oh, God. I have too many tabs open already. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> two points to Rachel. Uh, question number two. Pinky is an enemy that's notorious for trying to ambush you in what classic arcade game? Ryan. Rachel. Ryan. Pac-Man. Pac-Man, that's right. It's rhyming accomplices are programmed to chase, patrol, and randomly search for you. And Clyde. And Clyde, which is the random one. <laughs> Inky, pinky, blink, or blinky, blinky. blinky. I think it's binky. I forget. Maybe blinky or binky. Yeah, yeah. Pinky, inky, and Clyde. Nice. Two points for Ryan. Question number three. Roughly one in twelve people own a copy of the world's third best-selling album to this day. It was released in 1973 and continues to frequently appear on the top 200 charts even today. What is the album and what is the band? Oh, uh, I heard both of you at this one. So let's do both, starting with Rachel. Um, is it Pink Floyd, The Wall? Okay, and then Ryan? Uh, I put Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I will give one point to Rachel and two to Ryan. It is Dark Side of the Moon. Ah, for one. Yes. Nice. I was surprised by that. There was like this weird resurgence to where like it had... I think 15 years or so that it wasn't on the charts. And then all of a sudden, like the early 2000s, it just popped back up and it hasn't left since. Huh. Nice. Question number four and the final question of the round. One of the classic Brat Pack films of the 1980s. 
This film is a teen romance comedy about social cliques. The main characters Andy and Ducky are harassed by other wealthier students and find themselves in drama from dates and prom. What is the name of this film? Rachel. Brian. I heard Rachel first. Pretty in Pink? That is correct. Pretty in yeah. Pink. I don't nice. think I've seen Pretty in Pink. And I was trying to think of like 16 Candles and everything else, but then obviously the, the category. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, I haven't seen it either. The only reason I even know about the movie is because of the song 1985 by Bowling for Soup. <laughs> because that's one <laughs> oh, of the lines nice. in it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Two points to Rachel. All right. Four points to myself. Five points to Rachel. Stu just staying cozy in the fort, technically. And uh, Rachel, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so I went back and forth about whether or not to include this round. Okay. Because we're a little bit past the time of when this came out, but this round is too funny not to include. <laughs> this is a round about the Ig Nobel Prizes. What are <laughs> the, the Ig Nobel Prizes? Yes. They are a parody of the Nobel Prizes. <laughs> they are actual things that happen, but they're rewarding both the most ridiculous ones and the ones that fit being a parody the most. So I'm going to tell you what the Nobel Prize was, like what they had done. I want you to give me the category, which is also a category for the regular Nobel Prizes. Okay. Wait, so, so this was time specific enough that you were not going to do this because it wasn't going to be relevant to us in yes, the audience? Because, yeah, well, because for our audience to know, we had to push back some of our recording. And it would have just happened that the last time we were supposed to record or the time that I thought we were supposed to record, was actually going to be the day after these were announced this year. That was two days ago. No. No. <laughs> Remember how I thought we were recording last week? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, see, this is what happened. God. I mean, but, I have the well, Nobel yeah, Peace just, Prize just, awards on TiVo if you want to watch them. <laughs> you don't have TiVo. I didn't know the Nobel Prizes were being awarded. <laughs> These are the Ig Nobel Prizes, Ryan. Okay, so I will tell you all about people that were awarded and what they did. Yes, I am going to. Um, And you're going to tell me what category they won in. Pretty simple. So, okay, so we need to get the actual Nobel category, like the... Yes. Okay. Their, Their categories are equivalent to the ones given in the Nobel category. Okay. Okay. This year, in what category did scientists win for an experiment that found that airlifted rhinos had better health measurements if they were lifted upside down? An actual experiment. I'm trying to remember the different categories. Um, That's what I'm trying to do, too. Um, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Is there one in medicine? There is, but that's not the category. All right. Stu. Go ahead, Stu. Physics. It is not physics. Started. <laughs> I I Ryan. might have given it. Go go I ahead, Ryan, it. for one point. Now I definitely know. This was to solve peace amongst rhinos, so this was definitely the peace prize. You get negative one point on on, <laughs> on, on, the, on the sheet. Ryan gets less one point. Um, peace among rhinos. <laughs> Might Stu, be a show would you title. Like a second guess. Um. I know it's not chemistry. Uh, physiology? I will give you what, um, half a point, actually, for that one, because okay. it, it is closer. Um, it is actually biology. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So sometimes the animal ones do overlap into physiology, which is why I get half it. a point for that one. Cool. But yes, yeah, so that is an actual experiment. They were seeing how they could, because um, they are endangered, they have to transport rhinos around different parts of Africa for mating purposes. And they're trying to find the healthiest way to do it without stressing them. And they found that they had the best readings if they were transported upside down. God, I mean that checks out. That checks out, right? <laughs> actual. That's what's the funniest thing about this is these are actual things. These are not made up things. Gosh. Okay. Um, I really want to see a video clip of that. Like, I hope it's just oh like in God. a giant hammock, and it just I, the rhino just looks elated. Well, you know, um, I came up with this round when I was just browsing the headlines on CNN, and it was a headline <laughs> on CNN. So yes, there is footage out there. <laughs> so question number two name this cat the category for this award quote presented to robert w fade of greenville south carolina far-sighted and faithful seer of statistics for calculating the exact odds 710 trillion 609 billion 175 million excuse me <laughs> big numbers i realized there was an extra set of three Big numbers to one that Michael Gorbachev is the Antichrist. Stu. Stu. Mathematics. Yes. Come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How does that? I, what? Yeah. Somebody took out the statistics and did a lot of calculations to try and figure out, and they found the exact odds that he was the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anti science movement is real. It <laughs> what are the well, odds that the Antichrist is a thing? Higher than that, um, I guess. I guess, yeah. Or lower. More than more than six hundred trillion. Yeah, it checks out. Back of the <laughs> okay. napkin math. With that on it, two points to stew. Question number three. What is the category for this award? Quote, presented to Jan Jack Van Imp and Rexella Van Imp of Jack's Van Imp Ministries, Rochester Hills, Michigan, for their discovery that black holes fill fulfill all the technical requirements for the location of hell. Ryan, what? <laughs> I I, you can take the question. Like, I'm just flabbergasted by that. Okay, it this is the funnest Wikipedia hole to go down on. It. It's just like... Find out all the weird wards. These are actual people who have done these studies and whatnot. Physics? Close. Dude, do you have a guess? Um, <laughs> peace. <laughs> right? Right. I will give you one point for this one because there are actually two different awards for physics and astrophysics. Oh, okay. There's an astrophysics Nobel Prize? I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's so bad we're just giving it out to somebody who found a portal to hell? <laughs> these, are, these are not Nobel Prizes. These are the Ig Nobel Prizes. These are the parody Nobel Prizes for ridiculous things that have actually happened and winning for being the most ridiculous, but also okay. did actually do it. <laughs> okay, I, uh, okay, I have a better grasp on this category now. <laughs> I, my brain has been exploding at these things until, uh, okay, these are not real. They're real, whoa, 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 but they're whoa. not real. They're real, right? But they're 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 parody. They're jokes. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, the Ig Nobel prizes exist to be a parody of the actual ones, and so they award <laughs> the actual things that have happened, but only the most ridiculous ones. 
It's like Weird Al announcing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's the Weird Al of of a lifetime achievements. As opposed to the No Bal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one point to Ryan there. Question number four, and quite possibly my favorite one. This category of prize went to the Pepsi-Cola Company of the Philippines for sponsoring a contest to create a millionaire and then announcing the wrong winning number, thereby inciting and uniting 800,000 righteously expecting winners and bringing many warring factions together for the first time in their nation's history. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if you can duplicate, so I'll say peace. Yes, it is the peace prize. <laughs> this is what okay so i quoted this one just because it was written so well like <laughs> bring eight hundred thousand people together <laughs> right which they did they did they brought eight hundred thousand people together uh they united them against a common common enemy oh coca-cola coca-cola pepsi-cola pepsi-cola Pepsi -Cola. this is amazing can you turn I this into like a regular round this is yeah these are great I, I can definitely do that. I will do that. It's just, it is one of just the funniest things. Like, you know, quoted a few of these is like, oh my gosh, this is just hilarious. These are, you know, and they have notes like where they found out like the experiment didn't exactly do that. And then they get disqualified. It's like, <laughs> you have to have actually done your thing and it has to have been as ridiculous as it sounds. That is amazing. That is um, my round. That was great. I love it. <laughs> Stew with two and a half points. Yes. That'll break up some peace prizes or something. Uh, Rachel <laughs> with five, myself with seven. So going into my round, uh, doing a classic. This is a keyword countdown. Where uh, Sweet. I will go to uh, IMDB and their keyword tags. And uh, I will give you 10 keywords, uh, slightly more obscure to more pinpoint. We'll say one point or two points uh how do we do this we used to have like a sliding scale on here yeah we'll say like two points if you get it within like the first eight and then one i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> welcome to whose line we'll <laughs> say yeah. up and the points don't matter Two points if you get within like the first eight, one point if it's within the last couple or after all of them are announced. Okay. okay. So just kind of buzz in. Feel free to buzz in as soon as you think you know it. Um, but obviously, if you buzz in, then you kind of have to wait for the next person to go again. Question number one Thanksgiving laboratory accident. Oh, sorry. And these are all movies. Okay. And you I definitely, was gonna, yeah. Yeah. You definitely know all of these. These are all uh, fairly well known movies. Very well-known movies. Thanksgiving, laboratory accident, cigar smoke, secret identity, teenage crush. Stew. Stew. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Correct. Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, Thanksgiving, laboratory accident, cigar smoking, secret identity, teenage crush, funeral, goblin, high school, web slinging, and superhero. That would be specifically the 2002 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, uh, but two points is two. Mm. Question number two. Government agent, spoon, future noir, allegory of the cave, deja vu. Uh, government agent, so first, 
first five again. Government agent, spoon, future noir, allegory of a cave, allegory of the cave, sorry. Oh. Deja vu, reference to Alice in Wonderland. Stew. Uh, Stew. The Matrix. The Matrix is correct. Wow. Reference to Alice in Wonderland, code, martial arts, bullet time, and artificial reality. This would be 1999, The Matrix. Following up for the new one that's coming out. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it, but I've heard. Uh, that's all. New, new trailer <laughs> looks pretty good. I'm more excited than I thought I would be for it. So, Question number three. Arrest. London, England. Based on a novel. Slapstick comedy. Villainous played by lead actress. The first five again are Arrest, London, England, based on a novel, slapstick comedy, villainous played by lead actress, and then Rachel. S- Rachel. Like 101 Dalmatians or like Cruella? This is 101 Dalmatians. Nice work. Ooh. Nicely done. And then Cigarette Smoking, Luxury, Overcoats, Live Action Remake, and Dog Actor. <laughs> <laughs> Two points there for 1996's uh, 101 Dalmatians. And question number four, last question of the round. Farmer, Death of a Friend, Shrinking Room, Kiss, Talking Robot. Farmer, Death of a Friend, Shrinking Room, Kiss, Talking Robot, Anger, Famous Opening Theme. Not gonna lie, the the only thing I can think of is that Futurama episode where Bender has to go into witness protection and they go looking for him <laughs> on the moon and they found a farmer who looks just like him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Anger. Famous opening theme. Science fantasy. Good versus evil. Rebellion. Rachel? Rachel. Is this the first Star Wars where... It- I, oh my um, gosh um yeah star wars a new hope but technically just star wars a new hope came in a, as the tagline like after the trilogy was set i think yeah Uh-oh. uh that is the uh, end of that round the scores are Stu with six and a half points because rachel's a monster <laughs> rachel with nine points and myself <laughs> with seven and uh that is halftime and uh, we'll go back to Stu when you're ready sweet Oh my goodness. So this round is, uh, it's actually just random trivia for me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, plain and simple random trivia. These are things that I've collected bits and pieces of, uh, that I thought were super interesting from all over the place. Uh, so yeah, so it's just going to be four questions of random trivia. Nice. Question number one, there are only 10 countries with four letters in their name. I'll give you two points if you can name four of them, three points if you can name six, or one point if you can name two. Uh, We will, well, I guess, yeah, buzz in for whoever's ready for this. I didn't think that part through. Um, Whoever wants to go first, go for it. Ryan. (laughs) Ryan. Oman. Okay. Chad. Uh Uh-huh. Iraq. Okay. Iran. Nice. Um, I'll go with that for now. 
Okay, you got two points. Rachel, do you want to take a guess at any of the remaining six or five? Six uh, for points. Well, I I had all the ones Ryan said. And then um, I have Peru. Nice. Mm. Okay. I can't recall. Guam is not, I don't think, considered a independent country. It's a territory of the it's US. It's a territory, yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. No, I just had... Um, I had Peru on top of the ones Ryan said. Do you have any others? One more, and then you can get one point. <laughs> okay, give me give me a hot second. Okay. I mean, if we're just going to spend you an hour thinking about them, Ryan. I guess it's true, right? Yeah. Give her a, just a second. I've got a five-letter one. I've got another five-letter one. Sudan, um, Sudan. Stop it. Give you five more seconds. There's uh, lots no, of I don't stands. Okay. Uh, yes, so that would be two points to Ryan for that one, but the remaining ones are Cuba, Fiji, uh, Laos, uh, Mali, Peru, and I don't think I'm saying it right, but Togo? Um, yeah, Togo. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I, forget, I, I feel like Laos should have come up. I'm thinking about one day going out to like Thailand and Laos and Vietnam and all that stuff. That'd be really cool. Nice. Two points to Ryan on that one. Question number two. Aspirin, cellophane, trampoline, escalators, thermos, dry ice, foot phone, and linoleum. I this. I know. Are all examples of brands that have transcended trademarks and become commonplace. What is that term called? It's called genericization. It's became, they became generic. You didn't um, buzz in. Oh, come on. Rachel, you still haven't buzzed in, so I'm still here. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. It's, it become, it, it's, it's where it's the process of becoming generic. Um, they, they lose their rights by, by genericization or uh, by becoming so commonplace that they can't be associated with a single brand. Absolutely. Well done. Um, I knew you were going to get it off the t- like immediately, but I still I love I loved this because I got to see so many things and it's like I don't know, I forget that yeah like this is yeah. these are these are technically brand names or trademarks for brand. some of these things yeah I was going to say the correct brands- answer which was Kleenexing and or Xeroxing <laughs> oh those are two brands that have come very close and now you see if the way if you see um, advertisements from them yeah you'll say. Like blow your nose with Kleenex, right? Or oh. with a with one of the tissues from Kleenex. Google they is don't like want that you to, too. You don't, they don't want you to refer. Oh. Like Google hates it if people refer to it as googling something because that's dangerous. Huh? Interesting. If it becomes commonplace to refer to it to be using it for anything but their system, you have a problem. But at least they can say, like, yeah, people say Google, but nobody's using Bing. So, right. Or DuckDuckGo. I mean, <laughs> well, actually, I use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I do sometimes too. But, like, you know, it, it's one of those things is that, you know, that's a hard argument to make because all you have to say is, you know, in response is that, well, the general, comp- the, the population refers to it. Yes, they might be referring to yours, but they're also referring to everything else as well. So it means that they're not just referring to you generic things it, it doesn't happen very often but when, when it happens it's bad right so don't That's you ever bad. start things that get wrong and- <laughs> well, i just do that every day so i'm sorry yeah that's life <laughs> <laughs> two points to rachel question number three uh both of you are going to play this one again okay. 
and so we'll start with Rachel on this one, but to whoever is closer, how many different versions of Monopoly are there? So this is going to be hard because I think you can just license Monopoly and just create like a random version. I don't know how right. many official versions there are. Right. We can go we can go with either one. So you guys tell me, do you want more of the like however many, you know, people have yes. just made and like total versions that way? Or do you want however many like different branded versions there are? I have the numbers the for first both. One. I have no idea. You want the total different like different <laughs> versions of like these many people have licensed monopolies and there are, you know, X amount. Cool. Yes. Let's do that then. Uh, Rachel, okay. whenever you're ready. Four thousand three hundred and sixty. Okay, and Ryan? Wow. I, I wrote down 212. <laughs> okay, uh, this one goes to Ryan. Um, hey. It is actually only 1,144 uh, total different versions so far. Wow. That being said, I think that might have been like a year or two ago for those numbers, so I'd have to double check. But And if you want the answer for how many different branded versions of Monopoly there are, it's roughly 300. That? Oh. Hmm. What defines a branded one? Like Lego Monopoly, uh, you know, Nintendo Monopoly, Harry Potter Monopoly, like okay. all those good things. That still falls into like, I don't know. You can go to like any random like gift store and there's like, a, you know, Wichita, Kansasopoly, or, you know. Right. Right. There's right. Exactly. And those are kind of like the different licensed, you know, anybody can make them sort of things or whatever. But can we make yeah. a things that got wrongopoly? Oh, we totally can try. The Ford is where you start. Yeah. <laughs> or it's jail. And it's also jail. It's honestly just one. It's just one block on the board. It's just a giant board with it's no other spaces. Ford. You're just not in the Ford the whole time. And you're crying, but you know, you just kind of peek if you can peek like it's like a, like a flip up thing. And you can peek inside for a moment. And what you get is this like nice, cozy, almost look, kind of looks like the clue house, except no murder. Oh, God. It looks like a nice, cozy house. Every, Things I got wrong. The clue house with no murder. <laughs> Every roll gets you a chance card. There's no community treasure. There's no earning money. It's just all chance. It's just points. And, and the chance always somehow turns out good. Like... You can't leave the fort, but it's not bad. But it's not bad. Each Purgatory. corner is going <laughs> to Each corner of the fort is going to be like the different seasons, right? So you're going to get Rachel's oh, new Cabana that's... Summer Fort and then, you know, the Pumpkin Spice Fall Fort. <laughs> Those are the four corners. Really things that are wrongopoly is the fort. It's just in your mind, you're just running around the board. <laughs> and eventually you flip it over and, you know, that's yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and what you get is, and it's it's one of those um, you know, like those figurines that you can't topple over. <laughs> so you flip it over, and it just ends up where it was. Perfect. The fort is a mystical and magical place. Yes. Dude, this we've taken this way too far. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's two points to Ryan. Question number four, and the final question of my round. Uh, this is one of my favorite facts uh, that I have ever heard, and so I had to make it in uh, into this round. In 1998, what popular American punk rock band incorporated themselves as Poo Poo Butt Inc. because they thought it would be fun to make their managers and lawyers say it? <laughs> I've heard, I've heard this fact before. I, don't who I heard Rachel sign it. 
This feels like a thing that Green Day would do. <laughs> it was not Green Day, no. Okay. Ryan. Ryan. Oh, it's not really punk, but was it the Foo Fighters? It was not Foo Fighters, no. Right. I, I have another this guess. Ryan. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I have Panic at the Disco. It's not Panic at the Disco. No, Ryan, do you want the last guess for yeah. one point? Is it Blink-182? It is Blink-182. <laughs> oh that gosh. is right. <laughs> right before they uh, they did their Enema of the State album, which is one of their biggest hits, yeah. they incorporated it as Poo Poo Butt Ink. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was just so ridiculous <laughs> and so funny because they've been on interviews that they're like, oh yeah, no, we we lost it the first time that the lawyers had to come on with legal documents that said <laughs> poo poo butt ink on the phone and it, like just hearing it all over the place. I might hang up the phone if I saw that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'd be like, I I went to college for too long for this. <laughs> all right. Um Six and a half points to Stu, 11 to Rachel, 12 to myself, and uh, Rachel, it's your turn. Okay, so this one's a little more serious. I'm sorry, guys, I don't have any more Ig Nobel Prizes this round. That's okay. Um, This is, I want you to give me the old name of the place, as in the former name of the place. These places are still existing. They are cities and countries, but uh, they have new names, and I want the old name. Ye old Uh McDonald's. I will do my best. Okay. Did you know that this international economic and cultural hub reaches new heights every day? It must be because it was founded by the Dutch in 1642 as the crowning capital of its similarly named colony. Ryan? Go ahead, Ryan. Amsterdam? Is that your full answer? Ye old Amsterdam? Uh, you are incorrect. <laughs> Stu, do you have a guess? New Amsterdam. Yes, you get two points for that one. <laughs> oh, so like it's in New very York? Impo- <laughs> yes. Oh. And New York was previously New Amsterdam as right. the crowning colony of New Holland. Those freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> you gotta give me the old name. Um, unfortunately, it was not ye old Amsterdam. <laughs> The old name is the new name. (laughs) Question number two. Following a change from an absolute constitutional monarchy, in 1939, this country changed its name to Thailand, although the old name is still routinely used in media. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Saigon? Uh, No, it's not Saigon. Saigon was a city. Oh. Oh. But you're in the right part of Saigon. (laughs) No, (laughs) negative. Take off another point. I got. Are you taking off the other point? No. (laughs) You will get partial points on your next answer. Wow! (laughs) Wow! Uh, This was Siam. Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah, and it, it like that's why I added that bit about it's still used widely in media. I just missed it. I just I know. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. Previously covering large swaths of Germany, Poland, Denmark, and the Netherlands, among others, the this kingdom termed German state was a European powerhouse for, for over five hundred years until it was forcibly abolished in nineteen forty seven. Can you say it again? Previously covering large swaths of Germany, 
Poland, Denmark, and the Netherlands, among others, this kingdom turned German state was a, was a European powerhouse for over 500 years until it was forcibly abolished in 1947. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Bavaria? No. Bavaria Ye does still exist. No. <laughs> no. No. Whatever you're about to say, no. <laughs> Sue, do you have a guess that is not like his guesses? Dude, do you think I know any of this? I mean, we're talking, we're not only talking geography, we're talking history and geography. <laughs> I old have faith places, in you no matter what. I got nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. This is Prussia. Oh, okay. I was Ever. hoping when I chose some of these that perhaps it would, you know, especially like with video games and stuff, I know some of these have come up, but I don't know. You're also talking to a guy who's not a fan of Assassin's Creed, so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Noted. Yeah. I should have known a few of those better and not gotten Siam and Saigon mixed up. But here we are. <laughs> Question number four. This country east of India and now known as Bangladesh spent years under colonization under this name, highly similar to the name of India's current neighbor to the West. Oh, um, I feel like I know this one too, and I just am not going to come up with a good answer. <laughs> Any right. guesses, Stu? Okay, go ahead, Ryan. No. I, it's not right, but Nepal? No, no, you'd be looking further north. Um, this is uh, East Pakistan. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when the independence and everything happened and the British left, it was Pakistan and East Pakistan, and East Pakistan became Bangladesh. Gotcha. You know, because it was British, there's a real chance that it was ye old East Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. That's, uh, that's an Americanization of uh, British. I was just I waiting know. for... I was it probably a greater chance than uh, one of the whatever the crazy stat was before. <laughs> was it uh, one in? Oh, excuse me. What, what's the number set after trillion? Quadrillion. quadrillion? Okay, quadrillion. Seven hundred and ten quadrillion. Six hundred nine trillion. One hundred and seventy. Five billion one hundred and eighty-eight million two hundred and eighty-two thousand to one. Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> there are better chances of that than they had correctly scientifically identified the Antichrist. Well, those are the odds of identifying the, the Antichrist as being who? Uh, Michael Gorbachev, who was the Chancellor, I mean, Prime Minister of uh, the USSR at the time, or excuse me, Russia. Russia I mean, it does stand to reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is my round. Um, Ryan is down a couple points. Overall, harder round. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't earn any. Stu's the only one who actually earned points that round. <laughs> no, I told I, you you lost a few. I don't recognize that court of justice. No. I thought we engaged in take backsies. No, we I engaged in participation never. points. Do you know who we, we are, Rachel? <laughs> Anyways. You get negative participation points. Oh my gosh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the odds of that are very high. Uh, all right. Going what? to the last round, it is Stu with eight and a half points. 
we're already dealing with half points. So you've had your you've gotten your way in all of this. <laughs> Rachel with 11 and myself with 12 going into the final round, which will be uh, triple rhyme time. Sweet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, these ones will be um, maybe a little bit harder than normal. Uh, I think the clues are good, but some of these will be more like compound words. So like all of them have the same amount of consonants in them, but okay. they can be a little bit not long isn't like really long, but they can be two or three uh, consonants in a word. So there's consistent consonants. Yes. Okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> all right. Well, talk through it. Sound it out. Uh, question number one. The tariff and tax-free tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers ban from international maritime trading. The tariff and tax-free tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers ban from international maritime trading. Oh, man. Just You're going to have to repeat it again in one second, but like, let, me, let me process part of it in my brain. All um, right, take your time. We'll work through these. The tariff and tax-free tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers ban from international maritime trading. I give you half points for getting two of them. Oh, God. Uh, I need one. Or one point for getting two of them. I need to get one of them first. (laughs) I think I have the vegetable one. Yeah. I know the vegetable one, but there's nothing that rhymes with it. Wait, is there? Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> now you got me concerned. Um, I tariff, can't think of anything that rhymes with it. The tariff and tax-free tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers ban from international maritime trading. Uh, these are all, like, each one of these sections is two main consonants. Although some of these can be, like, technically, like, two words or a compound word yeah if that makes sense yeah so each each oh, of God. the three rhymes is two uh it's two consonants right, two consonants right i know what the i know what the or vegetable not, one jesus, is jesus not consonants yeah it's syllables no. okay <laughs> each word has two syllables in it it's late we're working real hard out here <laughs> I'm about two steps away from just hiding under my desk from this question. <laughs> you you have to take steps to get under your desk. Where are you sitting? Well, I have to get, I have to get around my mic and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're like cramped in. Yeah. Can you say it again one more time, Ryan? <laughs> Sorry. The tariff and tax-free tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers ban from international maritime trading. <laughs> Each section, so three three terms that all rhyme. Each section right. has two syllables. It's international maritime trading, because like trade rhymes with what I'm going for. Uh huh. I'm thinking of maybe. Um, I mean, I think you're on the right track, but from or international maritime travel or. Oh, um, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got two. I got two. Right. Fair, tr- fair trade and nightshade. Yes. What's this the last the, one? The ban. So this is the free trade nightshade blockade. Oh, free trade. I said fair trade. Oh, well, yeah. 
Blockade. Oh my god. My head hurts. Give <laughs> you one point to stay there. Sweet. You broke me. Question number two. The longer question. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Trying to give their best intention, sharing video online in real time of sweeping the floors and vigorously wiping down the countertops. Okay. Trying their best intentions. Trying to give their best intentions, sharing video online in real time of sweeping the floors and vigorously wiping down the countertops. I have two of them. What? Oh, dude, are you wow. serious? Yeah. <laughs> One of them is not an exact rhyme, but it's pretty darn close. Mm, so I think these are all like technically two word, like they're they're not compound words they're actually like two words but the rhyming is at the end oh yeah yeah no i'm good Go great cool awesome good job okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, um well okay so uh, i'll give my two but i don't have the third one i have um streaming cleaning yeah i'll give you one point um or what if i so each one of these word sections has three uh three syllables they're each two words that didn't help trying to give their best intention sharing video online in real time of sweeping the floors and vigorously wiping down the countertops i'll give i'll give one point to rachel she got close she basically got them but um if you made all these a little bit longer, it is the well-meaning live streaming deep cleaning. Oh, yes. oh. Vigorously wiping down the countertops for deep cleaning. See, I think, okay, can I, can I get a little nitpicky for a moment? Sure. <laughs> I don't think of wiping down countertops as deep cleaning, no matter how vigorous you are about <laughs> it. <laughs> deep fair. cleaning is like, you know, on your hands and knees, like at the baseboards with your toothbrush. <laughs> well, I'll fit that into the question next time. <laughs> Fair point, but one point to Rachel there. Uh, question number three. Nearly all of the other eggy bread breakfast pieces are to the right, except this one. Can you repeat that? The eggy <laughs> or the eggy? I'm... Eggy bread. Which okay, eggy bread. Okay, got term. it, got it, got it. Yeah. Nearly all of the other eggy bread breakfast pieces are to the right, except this one. This one's probably the hardest one to parse out. Nearly? It's, it's very tricky. Uh, nearly all of the other eggy bread breakfast pieces are to the right, except this one. I had a lot of fun writing these, but you guys are all going to hate me for this. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, all right, hang on, hang on. I have two of them. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I don't have the last one. Too. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So I got two of them. Uh, it's almost French toast. Uh, yeah. Almost French toast. I give you one point. And uh, I'm also, I'm just really glad that French toast came through and you've actually. Could that was the first the one I got. Yeah. Bread. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nearly all the other eggy bread breakfast pieces are to the right, except this one, making it the almost leftmost French toast. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Most. Gosh. The almost leftmost. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had fun piecing together. That one's good. 
All right, question number four, the last question of the game. The celestial and heavenly ingredients that make up the products for Count Chocula, Toucan Sam, and the like. The celestial and heavenly ingredients that make up the products for Count Chocula, Toucan Sam, and the like. Heavenly and celestial products. Rachel, I've got two of them. Wow. Rachel? Ethereal cereal. Yes. And I and I can't parse out where the other one's coming from, so I don't so I can't yeah. get a third. You got everything really close. The so the celestial and heavenly ingredients that make it up would be the ethereal cereal material. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I was trying to figure out like where like I'm like I've got the two. I just don't know where the third's coming from in these clues. Nice. Nicely done. Uh all right, that is the end of the game. And with that last one, the scores are all very, very close. Uh, Stu with 10.5, and <laughs> with the last point, making it 13 to 12, Rachel taking it home. Ah! Oh my gosh. Ethereal cereal. <laughs> could have had a tiebreaker. We could have had ye old tiebreaker. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I, less one point to ryan it was 13 to 11 i was just waiting for instep istanbul and constantinople in that question that you had or that round uh, you had rachel that was all i could oh, think of i should have done that but uh, i feel like some maps still refer to it incorrectly <laughs> and so i didn't know nice That's well okay. congrats rach fun game lots of uh yeah that was a that was really good <laughs> that was a very silly game in all, all put together but that was really fun um let's get to some picks where uh, each episode a couple of us give a game a movie experience or something cool like that we recommend you check out and uh Stu, today you have a pick i do uh, mine is a i guess an experience um or a okay. call out a call to action if you will uh so there is a and i know this is not applicable for absolutely everybody depending on where you're located but there's a a farm stand that's up the road for me and i decided the other day that i was going to cook an entire meal from ingredients from the farm stand and you know it was pretty simple for what the meal was and everything like i didn't plan anything like fancy or anything but oh my god i forgot how good just farm stand you know grown food is like it's yeah everything tasted so much better so you know i know it can be a little bit pricier right and depending on where you're at you might not have access to it but so my call out is go to a farm stand during this harvest season and make a whole meal out of something from the farm stand like it is is so much better and it just feels that much tastier when you eat it yeah that's awesome when we were in colorado we got to pick like cherry tomatoes and roma tomatoes right off of the uh the the garden plots that we had you know helped plant when we were there uh you know months ago and we also went to a uh, peach orchard and got to pick we picked like 60 something pounds of peaches right (laughs) off of the trees and they are the best peaches i've ever eaten in my entire life like just yeah if you can get yeah like fruits and vegetables and stuff close to the source that's awesome support your local farmers <laughs> yeah where you're where you're out there i'm sure there's lots of a lot of like farms and orchards and all sorts of stuff out there so good good stuff to to eat and and kind of build that community up a little bit absolutely oh yeah definitely worth it nice that's awesome i like that um 
I can go. I have a pick. Uh, I just started watching yesterday the first five episodes of a uh, new Hulu series called, uh, it has kind of a weird name, but it's Only Murders in the Building. And uh, it is a Hulu original TV show um, starring Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And it's really, really fun. So basically the, the quick plot is these three people live in a very ritzy, not really ritzy, but like a higher end um, New York condo area. And uh, they all find out that they are uh, all equally obsessed with a murder podcast. This one huh. in particular, that's kind of like Serial or um, some of the other ones that are really popular. It's a made up one, but I think it's called It's Not Okay in Oklahoma. It's about like a, a Chickasha murder or something like that. And um, it's hosted by somebody who like, well, it's funny because it's Tina Fey, but it's like somebody who kind of fits the part of Sarah Koenig from Serial. Um, so they all become obsessed with it and they all have to go to a bar where they find out that they're all listening to it at the same time because they have to leave their condo apartment um, because like the police are ushering everyone out only to find out that a murder takes place and they all want to see what happened, the three of them, and decide to uh, not only try to solve the murder themselves, but also start a podcast for the first time about <laughs> their journey in real time solving the murder. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it is, uh, it's, it's really funny. It's, um, I think the first season will be a total of 10 episodes at the time that uh, I saw them. There's the first five are up and um, it's it's really good. It's also just like amazing characters like Selena Gomez does a fantastic job and like Martin Short and Steve Martin are, are amazing. Like their dialogue. I think a lot of I feel like a lot of the uh, the reason they're doing a podcast is just so that they can get like particularly Martin or sorry, particularly Steve Martin to just do these really amazing dialogues, like as he's like, you know, narrating the scenes and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that in real time and there's some, and then, you know, like, like a murder mystery, there's lots of twists in the real world, but then what they're trying to do in the show. So there's like a little bit of like unreliable narrator stuff going on. And then, you know, their own lives get woven into it. And as well as like the, the fake show that they're listening to at the same time pulls some of this like subtle foreshadowing hints and stuff into it. And uh, it's really cool. It's kind of worth checking out. Awesome. So yeah, I, I really like it. It's on Hulu, Hulu original. So uh, definitely check out only murders in the building. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I, I just love the name. Yeah. Okay. It, it comes from it's not really spoilers it's like the first episode or whatever and the name just comes from them trying to figure it out and they're like you know there was a murder in central park like we could also go do that what do you think about doing a spin-off oh podcast God. like no only murders in the building and that's where the name comes from <laughs> dude that is great so, it's so if you it. guys want to know what actually goes behind the scenes during a podcast, right. guys, you want to talk about like, you know, other trivia and doing other trivia? No, we only get the trivia wrong here. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's really good. And it's it's mostly a comedy. I mean, it's it's a little dark at times, but it's like it's definitely not the most um, like intense murder mystery in the world. And it's. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's pretty light. It's a pretty easy way to get into that. And it's good enough twists and turns that that part of it is exciting. But then it's also just good 
I think really good comedic bits. And there's a lot of side characters too. Like, like I said, Tina Fey is in it partially. Uh, Sting is in it for a fair what? amount of time. What? And then, um, yeah. Also, one of my favorite comedians right now, Roy Jr., uh, is randomly in it. But yeah, Sting actually has like a lot to do with it. <laughs> it's it's pretty <laughs> funny. So, oh my gosh. Uh, worth checking out. And I think it'll only be 10, 10 episodes. I don't know if they'll do other seasons or if they're greenlit for any of that. But um, yeah, so a pretty, you know, easy bite-sized-ish thing to, to get into. So that's, I keep trying to like close it. I keep forgetting the exact verbiage <laughs> of the title. <laughs> that's only murders in the building. And uh, if you have a pick or anything like that that you think we can shout out on the show, email it to us at thingsaretwrong at gmail.com. Also check out the website, thingsaretwrong.com for all the past episodes, show notes, and more. The next episode will come out around mid-October, so stick tuned for that. And uh, thanks for the team, yield Stu and Rachel here. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan and Rachel. <laughs> I'm not responding to that. <laughs> here, here. Here, here. Until next time, here, we'll he, see. Here, ye. We have a, a closing of an episode. Hear ye, hear ye, Rachel one. I thought that was where you'd yell 76. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what? 76? <laughs> no, it's over. It's gone. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> ah, I got it. No, Ryan said bye. It's done. It's done. No, no, no. He doesn't get the final <laughs> say. <laughs> As he Sorry, ends the episode. I'm that guy right now that's like, teacher, do we have homework? Like when the bell is ringing, it's like, oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>